I got her. <laughs> Hashtag you gone gang. You did. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, honey, are you ready for today's show? I'm ready for today's show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, last time, in case you guys don't remember, we met Easy E, Ezekiel. <laughs> um, and last time, he was selected by God to be God's mouthpiece. But then Easy E had to go through trials to be an example for the Israelites, for fuck all knows why. And we learned about the Ezekiel bread. I hope all of you have been out and got some shit bread. I hope you have not. <laughs> so, anyways, today in the Bible study, Easy E is still in Tel Aviv, and um, he's having to sit down with the Jerusalem elders when all of a sudden he has a like a gasm, like a, maybe a not an orgasm, but you know, like he has a seizure or something like that. And he gets immediately thrown into a vision where God picks him up by his britches and takes him all the way to Jerusalem. Just like one of, one of those, like uh, really in, industrial grade wedgies just, and just took him. I mean, I'm sure it hurt, but you that know, sounds unfortunate. Yep. Uh, everyone in uh, Jerusalem uh, are doing bad shit because like what God does is he basically takes them in like a tour around the place mm-hmm. and shows them how like bad everybody is because they're all fucking up really bad. Um, God, God then calls up six mercenaries and tells them to fuck this place up. So how they're going to do that though, is the first guy God commands is going to go around and mark all the good people, the people that are like, you know, regretful for every fucking thing they've done in their life that pisses God off and everything like that. Right. But then God tells the other five dudes to kill anybody. The first dude doesn't mark as good. And we mean literally everybody. So God kills babies. Um, <laughs> so he outsourced the killing to men again, as God always does, because he's too big of a wimp to actually go and do it himself. God then wants them all to stash the bodies at the court of the temple. Because apparently that's just where you stash bodies. That's, it seems like they'd be found there. I mean, you would think, but apparently nobody goes to a temple anymore. So it's like, might as well. Or nobody cares or they're used to seeing a bunch of blood and stuff at temples. So. I mean, to be quite honest, if you're like sitting there in Jerusalem and you see like five guys going around just killing everybody and stashing their bodies at the temple, are you really going to be asking questions at that no, point? No, hell no. I'm going to run. Yeah. Okay. So God then gets mad that people notice that God has forsaken them. So then he forsakens them again. And For, just... Forsooks? For... for sake. For Suki? No. (laughs) For Suki, Suki, y'all gonna die. Um, And then God disappears through the ceiling of the temple, and Easy E sees all those mutated fucking weird ass creatures again. He realizes that they're actually cherubim. So (laughs) when you think about the cherubim, it's not the cute little babies in heaven. No, no, no. Those motherfuckers are like mutated with CRISPR beyond repair. Yeah, these are creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Resident Evil got their idea for all the mutated shit they do in their video games from the Bible. Yeah. Because they're all fucked up. Anyways. <laughs> um, then a spirit did an industrial wedgie on him yet again, 
pulled him up by his britches and brought him uh, all the way to these leaders that are getting a paddling like they're in some kind of fraternity or something. They even paddle a guy so hard he dies. Like, I don't know if they shoved the paddle up his ass, too, or what, but, I mean, fuck, this is some real hazing shit right here. <sighs> now, what do you think the fraternity would be call- called? God, Kappa Kappa, your ass? <laughs> Bust a cap in your ass. <laughs> Bust a Kappa assa? Something. <laughs> um, God then says that he'll return the Israelites and restore them. I keep hearing all these promises of restoration, but God just keeps killing his own people. I don't understand what that's about. But then Easy E wakes up in the middle of the leaders, and it's like, I don't know if like maybe he fell to the ground or something, but apparently he snaps out of it, and he just goes back to eating his lamb, or whatever the fuck they serve in Tel Aviv. <laughs> Euros. You, Euros? Probably not. Oh, those, I was thinking Euro, like the coin. I was like, the, no, like exist. the food. Yeah. Or as we Southerners say it, gyros. Yeah. Gonna go get some gyros. No. But they're gyros. They're not. Gyarados? Nope. That's a Pokemon. It is? Mm hmm. <laughs> 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 all right well if you guys want to figure out what really happened then you'll need to stay tuned plus pokemon apparently <laughs> what's up heathens how, how y'all, y'all doing? doing how you doing honey oh i'm making it how are yeah. you uh, making it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday, so we're about to have the uh, the line show mm-hmm. here in about an hour. Yeah. So we're always working here at the GE channel, hundred percent of the time. <laughs> uh, but uh, obviously, I got things wrong. I mean, I'm just accepting it now. I always get <laughs> things wrong. Like, there's not a time when I get it right in the beginning. Yeah. So, uh, Casey has offered to educate me on what it actually says. Yes. Okay. We're going to do that. Yeah. We're going to tell everybody what it says. And we're going to sprinkle in some commentary along the way and some of your imaginative um, m- musings <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or interpretation, some of your imaginative interpretations. Yeah. Yes. Because I have a very active imagination. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You do. But we're also going to read it straight from here, so straight from the Bible, so they know what it says. You ready? Yep. We're starting at Ezekiel chapter 8. Yay. Yes. And Ezekiel's got like really, really vivid. He's like you, vivid imagination, right? He's got these wild ass dreams and visions. And I, but unlike you, I feel like he's on things. <laughs> Because they are really kind of fucked up. Are you are you trying to tell me normal people need to be on drugs in order to have my kind of imagination? No, like you don't have you don't have this kind of imagination. Like the oh. cherubs with the hands under the wings and the four different faces and shit. Like you don't have visions like like you don't have um like ideas in your head going on like that. 
I don't think. No, typically my my stuff is is kind Dick of re- related. Reasonable. <laughs> I, uh, you know, Sorry, I you listen. Were gonna okay, say reasonable. No, l- listen, listen. Okay, what? it's not my fault uh-huh. that the Bible makes a lot of dick innuendos. It's okay. Not. No, it is not my fault that they write about dick a lot. Okay, I'm not the one that forced them to cut the foreskins off. I mean, no. I'm not the one where that that requires them to focus on where they put their dicks all the time. Okay. You ready to start? Yes. <laughs> in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day, because we can't have it to be six, year six, month six, day six. Like, that would be a little too devilly, right? Yeah, well... I'll t- <laughs> Also, I kind of feel like we've got a pretty good calendar system now. Uh huh. Well, why couldn't God just reveal that back then? Like, hey, guys, today's September 6th, <laughs> you know, negative 2000 BC. Yeah. I don't know. What does BC mean, God? Fucking shut up, okay? <laughs> You'll figure it out later. Okay. So on the fifth day of the sixth month of the sixth year of. Some Something. fucking time. Uh, well, <laughs> if you want to place this like an actual time, uh, this is 591 to 586 BCE. Okay, so not negative 2000, just negative 600. Mm-hmm. But in any case, I feel like he they could definitely, like even doing it by like the Roman like the scale of time or how the Romans did it is better than the sixth year, the third day of the 36th hour of our captivity in Tel Aviv. <laughs> When it's was that? Oh, everybody knows when that was. <laughs> yeah, it's a little vague, right? Future people know exactly what we're talking about. And then use it in a history book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, while I was sitting in my house, I is Ezekiel, right? We're, we're with Ezekiel now. While I was sitting in my house and the elders of Judah were sitting before me in his houses in Tel Aviv. So just let's position where we are at. Uh, this, the he- hand of the sovereign Lord came on me there. So like he's just sitting in his chair and then all of a sudden God God's, slapped him. God's hand comes out the ceiling and is like, wake up, motherfucker. Pretty much. Yeah. We're going on a trip. <laughs> I looked and I saw a figure like that of a man. There's a footnote here where man in this case could also be translated to um saw a figure like that of a man could also be translated to saw a fiery figure not sure how it could mean both of those things but apparently it can if you see a man on fire call 911 i'm just saying <laughs> yeah i looked and i saw a figure like that of a man from what appeared to be his waist down was like fire and from there up his appearance was bright as glowing metal like we talked about last week you remember the vision uh-huh. he had last week Yeah. He stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. The spirit (laughs) lifted me up. (laughs) Well, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but like I've I've got this vision in my head, you know, of God up there in the ceiling, or maybe it's Jesus. I don't I don't know, because normally, you know, you're not supposed to be able to see God, Mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't make sense that that would be God. Jesus with his pants on fire goes down and like <laughs> grabs him by the hair of his head and starts to lift him up. Now, 
I don't know if you've pulled your hair, but that shit hurts, okay? Couldn't this motherfucker levitate him in some other kind of way? Why does he have to grab him by his hair? It's like, get on up here, easy. <laughs> motherfucker. It's just what happened. I could do this easy, but I'm decided not to, just so <laughs> that I make my point known, okay? Yeah, I could, like, you know make you a seat with the nook of my giant ass elbow or something so i could just scoop you up and bring you up but no i'm just gonna pick you up by your hair because fuck you <laughs> i i feel like god pro or jesus whichever one it was was probably like come here motherfucker and like i feel like maybe he just didn't understand him <laughs> okay so the spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and in vision of God, he took me to Jerusalem to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court where the idol that provokes to jealousy stood. Like, was it an idol with a bigger dick than God? Is that what it was? I mean, see what I mean about the dick thing? You know, I don't need your judgment <laughs> right now about it, okay? I'm just saying. Like, it says it provoked jealousy. Yes, no, I... because it's an idol of another God. And God is a jealous God. And he fully admits that. Here's what I don't understand about this whole jealousy thing, okay? Okay. If these idols don't do shit. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. If they're pointless. Mm -hmm. If they're stupid. Mm -hmm. And they got small dicks. <laughs> why does God care? Like, I because get Because the people worship them. And they should be worshiping him. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I get it that all the Christians and Jews and everything agree that God's a jealous God. But don't you think jealousy is kind of a... A very, um, I'm it's to one of the seven deadly sins. Yeah, it, well, it's a very pitiful thing. Yeah, like especially for a deity that transcends like all time, everything. And space. Yeah, C can you imagine existing for eternity and then being like, "Fuck that statue." <laughs> <laughs> it seems kind of petty. Petty to me. Yes, petty. That's yeah, the word I was looking really for petty. earlier. Okay. Anyways, I'll let you continue. Sorry. And there before me was the glory of the God of Israel, as in the vision I had seen in the plain. Okay. You remember the vision we talked about last episode? Mm -hmm. Yes. Where he had his pants on fire there, too. Yes, and uh, looked like li molten metal. I, 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 I know. I'm glad this wasn't me, because I'd just look at him and be like, you know, your pants are on fire. You know what they say about that, right? <laughs> I feel like you're lying to me. Mm-hmm. And then he said to me, this is God talking to Ezekiel, okay? Son of man, look toward the north. So I looked, and in the entrance of the north gate of the altar, I saw this idol of jealousy. And he said to me, son of man, do you see what they are doing? The utterly detestable things the Israelites are doing here, things that will drive me far from my sanctuary, but you will see things that are even more detestable. So this is bad, but it gets worse. Like what? Two girls, one cup? I don't. <laughs> Why? You will see more things that are more detestable. <laughs> no, like he's not. What? He's God's not worried about that at all. He's worried about the fact that there's a fucking idol. Okay, <laughs> so that's that is the utterly detestable thing. Grape's fine. There, sorry, grape, grape, grape is fine. <laughs> but this this detestable piece of metal art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then he brought me to the entrance to the court. I looked and I saw a hole in the wall. Shit, maybe they should patch that up. You get a little bit of drywall in there, I mean, you'll be able to get it. I cannot believe you didn't go to Glory Hole. Oh, <laughs> why are you the one that thought about that? 
because we're talking about God's glory. Anyways, he said to me, son of man, now dig into the wall. So I dug into the wall and saw a doorway there. And he said to me, go in and see the wicked and detestable things they are doing here. <laughs> you know, now that you mentioned the glory hole, I'm just, <laughs> I'm wondering what's on the other side of this door. So I went in and I looked and I saw portrayed all over the walls, all kinds of crawling things and unclean animals and all the idols of Israel. In front of them stood 70 elders of Israel and Jezaniah, son of Shaphan, was sitting among them. Each had a censer in his hand and a fragrant cloud of incense was rising. <laughs> it smelled like sex and there were centipedes everywhere. It just... <laughs> It looked like a really horrible Pornhub video, I'm telling you. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of Israel are doing in the darkness, each at the shrine of his own idol? They say, The Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. Again, he said, You will see them doing the things that are even more detestable. Like the human centipede? I mean, I don't know what happens in that room. All we know is what they described. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of it's it's specific in some areas but vague in others and i don't have any additional questions <laughs> <laughs> then he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the house of the lord and i saw women sitting there mourning the god tamuz he said to me do you see this son of man you will see things that are even more detestable than this you see th this this just goes to show like so the people that wrote like Ezekiel and all of that, they, they knew about other like religions mm -hmm. and they, they knew about the stories of other religions. And this goes to, to show this, this is a link right here. Cause Tammuz is one of those very vague links uh, between other religions mm -hmm. and Jesus. The fact that he's talking about Tammuz here and how the women are mourning Tammuz. Mm -hmm. shows that they know at least something about the religion and all this other stuff. And right. I get told all the time that I'm crazy for thinking that, you know, they use that religion in order to inspire the later legends about Jesus. But anyways, it seems reasonable to me. So bitches were crying over Tammuz. We got it. They were. That's uh, that's more detestable than the stuff the 70 men were doing in the dark with all the smoke and stuff. Yeah, apparently. Mm -hmm. in, in case you guys don't know who the Tammuz guy is, um, this is a an much, much earlier, like, Assyrian kind of mythology. It's uh, Tammuz and... Um, he's a Mesopotamian god, and he's Ishtar's lover. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, Anana, um, he's also connected to Anana. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, what, I know what does he's it say in he's the book? he's similar to oh it doesn't say it doesn't I, he doesn't have a footnote oh I'm sorry um, I it you says were... that he's a it, it, he's similar to the Greek god Adonis right mm -hmm. well to to Moose, like in uh, because there's multiple different versions of this particular god mm -hmm. one of the older versions of it is that uh, Inanna sacrifices herself in the underworld in order to save Temuz or well. Um, yeah, and maybe in order to save Tammuz, maybe, ah, crap, I can't remember now, fuck. Anyways, go on, uh, Tammuz supposedly, um, dies and then, um, uh, as a sacrifice for Inanna to be able to be brought back. 
Okay. It it doesn't have a lot in here, but I, I did I was able to pull a quick little thing from the app here. It says um Demuzi, later known by the alternative form Tammuz, is an ancient Mesopotamian god associated with shepherds, who was also the primary consort of the goddess Anana, later known as Ishtar. Right. In Sumerian mythology, uh Tammuz's sister was Geshtinan Gesh Geshtinana the goddess of agriculture, fertility, and dream interpretation. In the Sumerian king list, he's listed as an um, antediluvian king of the city of Bad Tibira and is also an early king of the city of Uruk. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry for that little bit of a side side thing. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, the all these women were sitting there mourning uh, his, I guess, his death. Which is worse than the little porn studio all the leaders have <laughs> back there with the centipedes. It's worse and the, than the glory hole. Yeah. <laughs> he then brought me to the, 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 but there's worse than this. Oh, shit. People mourning over somebody dying. There's worse than that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he then brought me into the inner court of the house of the Lord. And there at the entrance to the temple, between the portico and the altar, were about 25 men. With their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east. They were bowing down to the sun in the east. Oh, shit. Bowing (laughs) down to the sun in the east? What Mm -hmm. the fuck are they doing? He said to me, have you seen this, son of man? Is is it a trivial matter for the people of Judah to do the detestable things they are doing here? Must they also fill the land with violence and continually arouse my anger? Look at them putting the branch to their nose. Therefore, I will deal with them in anger. I will not look on them with pity or spare them. Although they shout in my ears, I will not listen to them. He got so mad he had an erection. <laughs> That's for- what that was. He forsookied them. <laughs> <laughs> then I heard him call out in a loud voice, bring near those who are appointed to execute judgment on the city, each with a weapon in his hand. And I saw six men coming from the direction of the upper gate which faces north, each with a deadly weapon in his hand. With them was a man clothed in linen who had a writing kit at his side. They came in and stood beside the bronze altar. Now the glory of the God of Israel went up from above the cherubim where it had been and moved to the threshold of the temple. Then the Lord called to the man clothed in linen who had the writing kit at his side and said to him, Go throughout the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of those who grieve and lament Go throughout the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of those who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. So basically, he wants he wants this guy to go around and mark the heads of all the people who are good. Mm-hmm. This is the, they're good. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you gotta like people that are just even even just the first few people in have got to be really concerned when they don't get a mark. Like, hey, 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 why did he get a mark and I don't? Wait a second, get back here with that fucking pen. Get back here with that fucking pen. I want give me that fucking mark. See Why mark? At this point the mark could be good or well, I guess I mean that we we kinda know the mark is bad, but they don't know if the mark is good or bad yet. Well no no that's what I'm saying, like a little ways in because like uh, well we haven't gotten to the part yet, but yeah. yeah. It'd be a little ways in. It's like holy wait a second. I need that mark. And then you see somebody else pulling out a pen and marking their own forehead. (laughs) See, I'm good. I'm good, (laughs) y'all. As I listened, he said to the others, the other five men, right, that came up, follow him throughout through the city and kill without showing pity or compassion. Slaughter the old men, the young men, the women, the mothers and children. But 
Do not touch anyone who has the mark. Begin at my sanctuary. <laughs> Damn. Yes. This is this is going down right alongside uh, my numbers thirty-one reference that I always pull out. What 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 is this? It's Ezekiel nine. Uh, this in this particular one, it doesn't have the the um, verses marked, mm-hmm. but it's in Ezekiel nine towards the end. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's all I really need is Ezekiel nine because this shit's fucking crazy. <laughs> so. They began with the old men who were in front of the temple. Then he said to them, this is God to the men again, defile the temple and fill the courts with the slain. Go. So they went out and began killing throughout the city. While they were killing and I was left alone, I fell face down crying out. Alas, sovereign sovereign Lord, are you going to destroy the entire remnant of Israel in this outpouring of your wrath on Jerusalem? He answered me, the sin of the people of Israel and Judah is exceedingly great. The land is full of bloodshed and the city is full of injustice. They say, the Lord has not forsaken the land. The Lord does not see. So I will not look on them with pity or spare them, but I will bring down on their own heads what they have done. Then the man in the linen with the writing kit at his side brought back words saying, I have done as you commanded. Jesus Christ. I wonder how many people got deaded. (laughs) Deaded? (laughs) You sound like Xander. I looked and I saw the likeness of a throne. This is Ezekiel. Now we're moving into Ezekiel 10, okay? Uh And this is Ezekiel talking again. I looked and I saw the likeness of a throne of lapis lazuli above the vault that was over the heads of the cherubim. The Lord said to the man clothed in linen, go in among the wheels beneath the cherubim. Fill your hands with burning coals from among the cherubim and scatter them over the city. And as I watched, he went in. Now the cherubim were standing on the south side of the temple when the man went in, in a cloud, and a cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord rose from above the cherubim and moved to the threshold of the temple. The cloud filled the temple, and the court was full of the radiance of the glory of the Lord. The sound of the wings of the cherubim could be heard as far as the outer court, like the voice of God Almighty when he speaks. When the Lord commanded the man in linen, take fire from among the wheels, from among the cherubim. The man went in and stood beside a wheel. Then one of the cherubim reached out his hand into the fire that was among them. He took up some of it and put it into the hands of the man in linen, who took it and went out. Under the wings of the cherubim could be seen what looked like human hands. I looked. I saw beside the cherubim four wheels, one beside each of the cherubim. The wheels sparkled like topaz. As for their appearance, the four of them looked alike. Each was like a wheel intersecting a wheel. As they moved, they would go in any one of the four directions as the cherubim faced. The wheels did not turn about as the cherubim went. The cherubim went in whatever direction the head faced, without turning as they went. Their entire bodies, including their backs, their hands, their wings, were completely full of eyes, as were the four wheels. I heard the wheels being called the whirling wheels. Each of the cherubim had four faces. One was that of a cherub, the second of a human, the third of a lion, and the fourth of an eagle. Then the cherubim rose upward. These were the living creatures I had seen by the Kebar River. Now, if this all sounds familiar, it's because this is the vision he had last time, right? Right. And he's seeing it again. Okay. Because he saw these at the at his vision of in the valley. I wonder if Christians think cherubim are real things. Because I mean, in both times cherubim have been mentioned, it's been in a vision. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they think these are real things or just some kind of fucked up thing God invented in order to like fuck with Ezekiel. 
I feel like somebody on acid invented these. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, because how do the wheels move again? Because I don't see, like, I can't imagine. I can't picture it either because it seems like I understand. And then they go back and say, oh, no, it didn't happen this way. And so I don't, I don't really know. It says they would go in any one as they moved. They would go in any one of the four directions the cherubim faced, but it didn't turn about as they went. It almost kind of seems like they had four wheels just to make a sphere. And I'm not so really the, sure. The sphere would move in any direction. I don't know. It, it so just, they could see with all of their fucking eyes everywhere. <laughs> I mean, as if they as could, hell. as if they couldn't see everything already. You think that's how, why God can see what everybody does? He's just completely full of eyes. I don't know. That's a creepy idea, though. Yeah. Yeah. When the cherubim moved, the wheels beside them moved. And when the cherubim spread their wings to rise from the ground, the wheels did not leave their side. And when the cherubim stood still, they also stood still. And when the cherubim rose, they rose with them, because the spirit of the living creatures was inside them. Then the glory of the Lord departed from over the threshold of the temple and stopped above the cherubim. While I watched, the cherubim spread their wings and rose from the ground, and as they went, the wheels went with them. They stopped at the entrance of the east gate of the Lord's house, and the glory of the God of Israel was above them. These were the living creatures I had seen beneath the God of Israel by the Kebar River, and I realized they were cherubim. Each of them had four faces and four wings, and under their wings was what looked like human hands. Their faces had the same appearance as those I had seen by the Kebar River. Each one went straight ahead. <sighs> the repetitiveness. I know. Uh, then the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the gate of the house of the Lord that faces east. There at the entrance of the gate, I saw 25 men. I saw among them Jezaniah, son of Azur, and Pelatiah, son of uh, Benaiah, leaders of the people. The Lord told me, son of man, those are the men who are plotting evil and giving wicked advice in this city. They say, haven't our houses been recently rebuilt? This city is a pot and we are the meat in it. Therefore, prophecy against them. Prophecy, son of man. <laughs> then the spirit of the lord came on me <clears throat> and he told me to say it's what it says it's what it, it says it's probably because god had his glory out above the cherubim you think so yeah yeah this is what the lord says this is what you are saying you leaders in israel but i know what is going through your mind you have killed many people in this city and filled its streets with the dead for fuck's sake that's what you just did yeah he commanded that like what the fuck is he playing at here yeah. i feel like he's gaslighting people it's like <laughs> hey y'all y'all are the ones that killed everybody put them in the temple i mean fuck <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. The bodies you have thrown there are the meat and the city is the pot, but I will drive you out of it. You fear the sword and the sword is what I will bring against you, declares the sovereign Lord. I will drive you out of the city and deliver you into the hands of foreigners and inflict punishment on you. You will fall by the sword and I will execute judgment on you at the borders of Israel. Then you will know that I am Lord. This city will not be a pot for you, nor will you be the meat in it. I will execute judgment on you at the borders of Israel, and you will know that I am Lord, for you have not followed my decrees or kept my laws, but have conformed to the standards of the nations around you. Now, as I was prophesying, Pelatiah, son of Benaiah, died. Then I fell face down and cried out in a loud voice, Alas, sovereign Lord, will you completely destroy the remnant of Israel? <laughs> the word of the Lord came to me, son of man. The people of Jerusalem have said of your fellow exiles and all the other Israelites, they are far away from the Lord. This land was given to us as our possession. 
Therefore say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Although I sent them far away among the nations and scattered them among the countries, yet for a little while, I have been a sanctuary for them in countries where they have gone. Therefore say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I don't know why they have to keep breaking it up and saying that. I don't know either. Also, uh, when it says the word of the Lord and speaks about it in like a very uh, physical manner, like mm-hmm. the word of the Lord came to him and told mm-hmm. him this, that's Jesus. Every time you say the word of the Lord, the Catholic in me is like, thanks be to God. <laughs> <laughs> I always get the, um, uh, you know, peace be with you. And also with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May the force be with you. And also with you. <laughs> okay. So therefore say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will gather with you. Or, sorry. I will gather you from the nations and bring you back from the countries where you have been scattered. And I will give you back the land of Israel again. They will return to it and remove all its vile images and detestable idols. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their hearts of stone and give them a heart of flesh. They will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. But as for those hearts who are devoted to the vile images and detestable idols, I will bring down on their own heads what they have done, declares the sovereign Lord. Yes, fucking sovereign Lord. I mean, you can't argue with the sovereign Lord, especially (laughs) when he's got his dick out. Well, so right here, he's promising like, yeah, all these people in this city, you know, except for the people with the mark got fucked up. But... There are all these people that I scattered about, right, that I've been with and they've been with me and I'm going to bring them back. Mm-hmm. And so he he's promising Israel restoration. Okay. So basically there's a little bit of revenant in Jerusalem, but mm-hmm. then God has sort of sprinkled it like salt and pepper elsewhere. In the other nations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, cause we're still within the 70 years, I believe mm-hmm. where they're, where they're exiled. Okay. Yeah. So God's going to bring them back. And that's what he's telling Ezekiel is all these, all these people are going to come back. They're my remnant. They, Israel will be restored through them. Right. And you know, everything's going to be great. Just like all the other times, everything's going to be great. They're going to be my people and I'm going to be their God, but if they fuck up. I'm going to kill them. Yeah. I will. <laughs> not, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to have other people kill them. Well, sometimes for me. Yeah. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then there are times when he opens up the Sarlacc pit and he casts like plagues on them and everything. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Just the most it's recent time he had other people kill them. Right. <laughs> so then the cherubim with the wheels beside them spread their wings and the glory of the God of Israel was above them. The glory of the Lord went up from within the city and stopped above the mountain east of it. The spirit lifted me up and brought me to the exiles in Babylonia for the vision given by the spirit of God. Then the vision I had seen went up from me, and I told the exiles everything the Lord had shown me. So he got put back in like his vision. His he came back. He came to from his vision, and he was back where he we started today with the leaders in Tel Aviv, right? Yes, with the leaders in Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all for today. Oh shit, that's mm-hmm. a crazy fucking vision right there. Mm-hmm. What are we going to learn about next time? Is God going to contract the same, like, like mercenaries to go around and kill more <laughs> Israelites because they fucked up? Well, so next week, there's going, uh, God is going to enact two signs. Um, one sign depicts the further exile of those still in Judah. 
And the other one shows the anxiety that will accompany the fall, like the, you know, the fallout. Yeah. Um, and let's see what else happens. The anxiety enactment. Um, the prophecies, he's, he's gonna, they're gonna talk about the certainty of the prophecies mm. and how, how and when they're gonna be fulfilled. Um, we're also gonna talk about how the false prophets are deceiving people mm-hmm. and the sin of the prophetess. Um, the prophecy though that, that, uh, Ezekiel is telling is not for idolaters. This ain't for you people. And he reminds them that judgment is inescapable. <laughs> you can't escape my judgment because I am everywhere. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do next time on the Bible. Oh, great. Can't wait for more bad shit to happen caused <laughs> by God because he has a very big ego and there's no room for anybody else in that ego. No. Mm-mm. You got to suck God's dick and only God's dick. That's it. All my dick references right there. Okay. We're just going to end it on dick. Dick. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, heathens, we would really love to hear what you guys think (laughs) about this episode today down in the comments section. Um, I I maintain that Ezekiel 9 is going to be another one of those things that I pull out whenever somebody's like, God doesn't order, you know, the deaths of babies. (laughs) Fuck, you want to challenge me on this? But anyways, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say uh, about what we learned today down in the comments section. Uh, before you go down there, make sure you smash that like button and subscribe if you like this kind of content. And don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens.